1: Welcome to the Dicey Tailgate podcast brought to you by the IDP Army. What a wonderful YouTube page. The, I would say the website, but the website needs you know, a little work. So I just like directing people to the YouTube page. I'm sure you're watching this on YouTube, but if you're not, if you're just listening to the podcast form, please head over there to YouTube and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate any and all subs. On the YouTube today, we are talking about edge rushers in college football. This is draft eligible edge rushers in college football. Now, I know what you're saying to yourself. Wait, they could couldn't they like switch positions? Couldn't linebackers reclassify as edge rushers, couldn't edge rushers from this year reclassify as linebackers going to the NFL? Sure. But we're just going to do the best that we can to figure it out. So, without further ado, let's tailgate. All right, welcome back. So, we are going to talk edge rushers today. So, before I get to all that, I do have to make a note, um, and I'm just going to, off the top, just apologize to Balmer from the uh, IDP Army because <clears throat> Anias Smith was arrested with an unlawful weapon, weed in the car, and... Um, and it happened last Wednesday. I recorded on Tuesday. It happened Wednesday morning is when he got arrested. So I didn't, haven't had a chance to actually say it on here yet. And Bomber put in our IDP chat that he took Anaya Smith in a Devi Startup League. And I just – I feel bad. Maybe let's Google the name first, Bomber. I'm just saying. Let's just check and make sure there's nothing going on with him, injury-related or whatever. But, yes, so – just to make an addendum to the earlier Anais Smith for Texas A&M. So does this take away from his talent? No. Does this mean he's going to get suspended for part of the year? Probably. Um, but I just think that you need to know the these small details because this will move him down my list. I had him as uh, one of the top ten wide receivers to watch in college football this year. I am slightly a little bit more concerned because – I'm not saying that this will take him out. I'm not saying this will be the death blow to him because he's been a good wide receiver slash running back for his entire career at Texas A&M. And this was a year that he was going to get to show himself as a senior. Um, But it's something that we all need to know. So that'll be something that I'm watching this year. And just so you all have the news of the day um, that happened. So, you know, it's okay. We, we, we move on. Um, Edge rushers. So with our first, I was going to get to the first one because we need to get him out of the way because everybody's going to be like, oh, you're just going to have a slobber fest about Will Anderson. But sometimes, you know, you just got to give credit where credit's due. And so the first person on this list, of course, is Will Anderson Jr. from the University of Alabama, 6'4", 235 pounds. 101 tackles last year, 31 tackles for loss, 17 and a half sacks. Led the nation in sacks last year. Um, he's just a preeminent edge rusher. He would have been the number one pick this year because an edge rusher went number one. And Will Anderson versus Trayvon Walker is hilarious to even try to compare the two because <laughs> Will Anderson is like, I mean, it's like drafting Miles Garrett. Uh, that's what I've been saying to everyone that's been. Following our IDP Army Alpha chat, if you went into that, hit up Jordan at 50 Shades of Drunk, and you can get in there because we talk college football a smidge as much as Jordan will allow in that chat, and we have been talking about Will Anderson in there, and this player is Miles Garrett. I mean, he is I, – I know that Jordan hates when I throw, down, I throw around Apex Predator, but that's what we're looking at here. He has the size. He has the speed. He has the – just – the the football knowledge to put himself in the best positions to get any and all uh, tackles football, like you know he's always got a nose for the football he's always got the playmaking skills and you're just not gonna stop him with the simple alignment now you know he's gonna have his adjustments his growing pains getting to the NFL a little bit but I don't think it's gonna be much. At all, really. I honestly don't. I I think that he's going to come in and be dominant right away. And I I, I just, you know, for that reason, he's the number one. I I don't want to spend too much time on him because, believe me, I'm going to beat this horse to death by the end of, you know, the college football season because we're just going to watch someone special this year. He was fifth in the Heisman voting last year, like fifth in the Heisman voting. He was a defensive player a sophomore at that. He wasn't even eligible to be drafted. I I just don't, I don't know what else to say. The kid's amazing. Um, He's going to be one of the best defensive players that we've had in some time. I think in any dynasty draft that you have IDP with, he's going to have to be in the top eight consideration. I mean, this is a cornerstone for your IDP team right here. Like you're going to get him and he is going to pay dividends for years to come. Um, if you like having Miles Garrett, if you like having TJ Watt, if you like having those players on a team, um, I think we're looking at a guy that has that similar skill set and that guy and a guy that will be whatever team he ends up on is going to have a defensive player to build around for the next 10 to 15 years. And I just, I mean, it would ha- have, something would have to be bizarre to happen this year to where that didn't, wasn't the case. And, I don't see anybody else on this list being able to reach up and just get to Will Anderson. I really don't. He would have been the top pick for the last like four or five drafts. It's just, it's crazy to think about. I mean, maybe like, you know, maybe not first overall every time, but definitely the first defensive player taken overall. And so for that reason, I'll just get off of it. Will Anderson, number one, not going to leave the number one spot. I'm not, I, Even if he has the most down year of his career, which would be shocking enough, I'm still not going to move him down this list. LOL if you're going to catch me trying to be the hot take guy that puts somebody else ahead of Will Anderson. So for that reason, Will Anderson, number one. Moving on. Nolan Smith from Georgia. So Georgia had a dominant defense last year. Uh, all-timer, in my opinion. I mean, somebody, some people... Could say there were better defenses in the '90s or the '80s, whatever. I think this collection of talent on one defense at one time is special. I mean, it just it, it was. I am. I know it influenced the draft a lot because it had. You know, they broke the record for most defensive players taken in the first round of an NFL draft that that Georgia defense did. So, you know, I, I can see how maybe that would influence the opinions a little bit. But I just like just watching them play. It, it was. It was kind of one of those things where like, you know, on some defenses on in most NFL and in, in college, there's like a few players where it's like, oh, that player is really involved. This is like an entire team of just those players of like, oh, shit, we have to watch that person or oh, shit, we have to watch that person. And the thing about Georgia is a lot of people were like, OK, well, now that they've gotten rid of literally like nine of the defensive players on the Georgia team, clearly they're going to have a little fall off. Right. And I I mean, the answer is no. I mean, no, not really. There's like, they still have like Keely Ringo, which we'll get to him when we get to the secondaries. Um, Nolan Smith who is going to be back at a couple of other players that we will get into down the line and especially like defensive tackles, for example, But it's just that these players, it's not that they couldn't find the field. It's just like they were that, you know, they're that good of a team. So Nolan Smith, 6'3", 235 pounds, 53 tackles last year, eight tackles for loss, four and a half sacks. And, you know, before you say, like, okay, well, stats aren't that good, the entire Georgia defense's stats, like, you know, weren't that good, quote, unquote, because, like, all of them were so involved. So all of them, a lot of alpha males that, you know, had to get, there. So, you know, of course the numbers aren't going to jump off the page. He also wasn't a starter. He was a rotational player. Now he'll be uh fully immersed into that, in that team. And um, Nolan Smith's going to be somebody that you're going to want to grab is the second person down on the list. And, you know, going into the season, I think he is the guy, I think he's the person that will be leading that Georgia defense and, you know, take over uh for Nakobe Dean who went to the Eagles this year. I think Nolan Smith will be the next guy that we need to watch in that re- regard. Do I I don't know that he's going to be the red dot, for example, because I, I just, you know, for an edge rusher, I don't know if he will be that guy, but he'll definitely be a, the most involved, I would say with every play. And that will be, an, an, you know, we're talking about another Georgia defense that has probably four first round picks, at least going into the season, you know, preseason, four first round picks on it. It's still going to be really dominant. I mean, I just – this Georgia team, again, is going to be really good this season going into it, Um, and Nolan Smith will be one of the major players on that team that you're watching this year. You know, last year they had so many people that, you know, you couldn't really keep track of anything. You know, even going into the season, we, we were pretty positive. Adam Anderson was going to be drafted pretty high. We were pretty sure N'Kobe Dean was going to get drafted pretty high. A lot of the defensive tackles were going to get drafted pretty high. Trayvon Walker was not a person I thought was going to go number one overall, but you know that's another thing for another day. Moving on, we got B.J. O'Julari from LSU. So 6'4", 244 pounds. Last year had 54 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, and seven sacks. So B.J. O'Julari was a major player for the LSU defense last year. And was the LSU defense special? Mm, No, not really. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't really a banner year for the LSU program. You know, they lost Coach O in the middle of the season. Um, Just, I mean, the entire team, like, even they have like Kayshawn Boot on the other end of the, the other side of the field, wide receiver. And he wasn't really that spectacularly used. But, you know, I I don't think that that's going to be a thing to go over this year. So, um, you know, he's really like a good bull rusher. Um, He's very fast, uh, a guy that can get to the quarterback. Um, He lines up inside, outside, so you're going to be able to follow him no matter what. And I think that this year will just be a good year for us to get back to, you know, BJ Ojulari being, you know, one of the, one of the big players for an LSU team. Like we, we, we haven't had that guy in, in, since the 2019 team, that was three years ago, um, you know, had a few players here and there. I'm not going to discount anyone, but um I would say maybe the one weakness for B.J. O'Julari is the attacking the run. Um, He's not always great in pursuit, but, you know, that's neither here nor there for me. I mean, it's not going to hold him back. He's still really good and he's got quite the size and frame to be able to uh, attack the quarterback. And so for that reason, B.J. O'Julari is number three. So, Moving on to Nick Herbig from Wisconsin. So Nick Herbig is get us getting back to the old Wisconsin edge rusher that uh, we know and love. If you if you've loved you know the, the Watt brothers, for example, uh, Nick Herbig is going to be the next guy in that you know in that lineage of you know edge rushers. Um 6'2, 227 pounds, a little small, not really small, just kind of small. 61 tackles, 14 and a half tackles for lost nine sacks. Um, the one the one good thing is he is the best player on that defense. Um, you're gonna see him, you know, very quickly for you know being heavily used in that in that uh on that defense. Um I think Nick Herbig could do a little bit. More to get involved in the pass rush. I know 14 and a half sacks and nine sacks, but he's just really good at beating his man. I think that he I think he could have more. That's all I'm trying to say. I think he could be could have more stats if he's just a little bit more involved. I mean, like Will Anderson, for example, last year, 101 tackles, 31 tackles for loss, 70 and a half sacks. I still think even Nick Herbig with his six 61 tackles, four and and a half set tackles for loss and nine sacks could have been closer to those numbers. If he was a little bit more uh, involved in the pursuit, that's all I'm saying. So Nick Herbig, put him down as number four guy that we're going to be watching this year, moving on to Andre Carter for the army. No less. So this, this is a very interesting prospect here. I, I really, first of all, didn't play his freshman year. Did not. Um, 6'7", 260 pounds. He had 41 tackles last year, 17 tackles for loss, and 15 and a half sacks. Uh, second most in the nation, just behind Will Anderson. We've never seen a player in the Army get drafted this high, I don't think. I, now, that would be something I would love for somebody to check me on. If you if you want to check me on that, put it in the YouTube comments, because I don't think off top of my head that there's ever been an Army player that's perhaps going to be in the first round of the NFL draft, but it's hard to argue with that size and frame six, seven, 260 pounds. And he can move that well. Um, the, the one argument you would have for the army is a lot of people, you know, like to ground and pound against them. Um, they just have a really weird defense, but he's a special player on that defense. And, you know, the only, okay, so here's the weird thing about the servicemen is that once they get drafted to the NFL, they have to like apply to get into the, like, you know, to be off their base to go to the NFL. So I would say with him being a potential first round draft pick, that's probably not a concern, but it is something to monitor. Um, Would he be higher on this list if there wasn't it's not even a concern. Like I'm not saying I'm concerned with the army. I'm not going to be that guy. You know, we're going to come on here and be un, like unpatriotic or anything. But like, is that a little like those kind of things a little bit concerning? Sure, a little bit smidge. Um, just it, it's not even. It's nobody's fault. I'm not, not going to blame anybody. The rules are the rules. Um, don't want to step on anybody's toes. But that it's just a, a slight concern. Um, also, with him being six seven. The reaction time could be a little bit better, but, I mean, can you argue with the results? 17 in tackles for loss, 15 and a half sacks. I can't, I can't personally argue with that. So, <laughs> for that reason, we're putting Andre Carter number uh, five on the list, but believe me, that arrow could be pointing up as well. Uh, number six on the list is Felix. We're going to try our best here. Felix Duque Uzama from kansas state i do not know if he's related to cj uzama i googled and googled this guy felix inuke uh, uzama is from kansas city and cj uzama is from georgia so it's hard to say that they're related but at the same time uzama does not seem like a, a last name that's you know extremely common so I would not be surprised to find that out at some point, but I googled as much as I could last night, could not find anything that them being related. So we move on. Two hundred and or 6'3. I did not say 255 pounds. Um, th- there there is a lot to like about Felix and Duque. Uh, I, I'm just gonna cause I think he likes just going by Felix and Duque. I don't know if he, you know, hyphens the Uzama on. Uh, that much. So I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to put that on there if that's not how he would prefer it. But at the same time, I, uh, you know, that's what comes up when you Google him. So last year he had 50 tackles, 14 and a half for loss and 11 sacks. Now, when we get to those 11 sacks, six of them were in one game against TCU. It, It broke or it tied the FBS record for sacks in a game. And he got it last season against TCU. So, are those you know are are all sacks created equal? No. Did he have an amazing day against TCU? Sure. Um, but he also forced six fumbles. I, I think I could give you that evidence, and you'd be like, "Oh, okay. Well, that, you know, that, that, I could take that on my team." Um, there's a the ceiling is high for him. The floor is he's at Kansas State. He's at least you know their their defense hasn't always been top tier but it has been good and for that reason i think that he he could be good at the next level i still think we're looking at a potential third round pick here so you got to manage expectations a little bit but at the same time not going to blame anybody for taking him he is he's a good player and he did did break the record in for sacks in a single game last season so I don't, you know, I'm not gonna fault anybody for for doing that. Okay, from here on out, we're gonna be in the we'll see category because these either I have a problem with them, or um, they're a D tackle and they might become an edge rusher, and that I'm just kind of banking on. So the first person on this list is Isaiah. Our number seven, number seven on the list is Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame. 6'4, 257 pounds, 52 tackles last year, nine and a half tackles for loss, and 10 sacks. Um, he's currently listed as a D tackle slash DE. Like, you know, he's got the defensive ends and DT uh, designation. Um, he was good. He, he, he's really good at pressuring the quarterback. Um, he wasn't, always, you know, obviously wasn't always lined up to be you know, the preeminent edge rusher for Notre Dame, but they do have a new coaching staff in there. Their defensive coordinator became the head coach. So I, you know, definitely can see that he might be able to get a little bit more focused attention this year. And I think that they might actually move him to defensive end, which would make him better for the overall defense. So that's Isaiah Foskey. Number eight, Miles Murphy, Clemson. He's also a D-tackle. 6'5", 275 pounds, 39 tackles, 14 and a half tackles for loss, eight sacks last season. Prominent um, def- defensive tackle last year. Um, obviously, you're going to need him to probably shed 10 to 15 pounds for him to be able to compete at defensive end. Um, they might try him at that position this year at Clemson. Um, he's definitely a good D-tackle and definitely going the first round of the draft as a D-tackle. But I would love to see him being used more as an edge rusher um, because I think he's good at it, and I think that he could excel having that as a part of his repertoire. And for that reason, I'm going to have Miles Murphy at number eight. Um, I think he's somebody I'm going to be monitoring. If we ever do a defensive tackle list, which I'm not sure that we're going to get to before the season starts because it's not overly fantasy relevant, um, but neither is cornerback, and I'd like to do that too. Maybe we'll do a split episode of D tackle cornerback. Thoughts. We'll see. I think that, that, you know, just in case you play a positional league, maybe we'll get to that. But Miles Murphy would be very high on that list. But he might be getting edged out of his position too, because there's a couple of D tackles. Um, not that he's getting edged out. I think that he could just be moved to be better used as a defensive tackle. We'll see. There's a lot, you know, it's only it's almost July, or it's almost August. It's just July right now. We'll have to see exactly what they do in camp, but I'm not going to put anything past. Uh, Dabo to potentially put him over there, so we'll see. All right, number nine. So now we're on to the shoulder shrugs because I love their 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 measurables. I love the player. Uh, we haven't always seen it. So the first one is, and this is another name that we're going to have to try to let me you know butcher first, and then we'll we'll get back to it. So Zion Tupulo Fetui Fetua Fetui. Huh. I don't know. F-E-T-U-I. If you knew how to say that better, I applaud you. He's from Washington. So for most people on their list, they have him. I, I, I've read I've scoured every list on the Internet, and a lot of people have him as a top four edge rusher going into the season as potential, like, drafted uh, first-rounder potentially. I am a little bit more cautious than that, and I'm putting him at number nine. Um, so his first year – Not very memorable. 2020, he played, was very good in 2020. Very good. And we thought going into 2021, and I think this was collective, going into 2021, he was going to have a breakout season, and that was going to be the year that we finally saw what we needed to see, put him at the, you know, as one of the top edge rushers in college football. And then he ruptured his Achilles in April of 2021 last season and was obviously out for the entire year. Um, he's 6'4", 260 pounds, has not played since 2020. Uh a lot of people love the measurables. They really are projecting him to be exactly what, you know, he was going, like the trajectory was coming off of, uh, 2019. I, or 2020, I don't know. (laughs) I, I just, I, I'm just gonna have to be more cautious. Here's the thing. I, I just gotta be real with the people out there. Like I I have to be honest and I, I have a tough time putting him up there knowing that this ruptured Achilles is a tough injury to come back from. It's not exactly like, you know, your burst is going to be a hundred percent. Um, I, I just I have a lot of questions. It's something we're going to have to monitor this year. I I am really hopeful that he can put it all together. He he can be someone that can get back to what he was supposed to be when he was coming out. And I um don't I I don't think that there I don't have a problem with people putting him up there in the top four. I really don't. I, I just with everybody here that's listening to this and potentially watching this. I just have to be honest with you. I don't love it. An Achilles rupture is something that I am not, you know, you would not do that in your regular dynasty league. So it's hard for me to be that honest. But then again, if he comes out this year and absolutely slaughters it, I, you know, I'm going to end up being the dumb one on that one, but I'm going to, we're going to start the season. How about we just do that? We start the season with caution. Just a little bit of caution Um, just because I'm not sure. So for that reason, he's number nine going into the season. Um, I can't put him fully out of the top 10 because there is still that hope. Um, there there is the 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 hope that he will be uh the exact same player that he was, but he probably will not. All right, on to number 10. And this this is a, a wild card for all wild cards, and that's Zach Harrison uh of Ohio State. 6'6", 268 pounds. He had last year had 25 tackles, six tackles for loss, two sacks. And you're like, wow. That is not a very impressive storyline. But then again, that's been the problem with Zach Harrison his entire career at Ohio State so far. He just has not been the guy that they thought he was going to be when they, when they drafted him, LOL. When they recruited him to come there, they thought he was going to be the next, you know, the next Bosa, the next Chase Young. Like that's, he was going to follow that trajectory and that's exactly the kind of player he was going to be. But it's been a, you know, three not very, Banner years for him at Ohio State so far. Um, This year, things could change. He's, I mean, he's got the, he's got the size, 6'6", 268. That's definitely, you know, obviously with the frame of 6'6", 260 is completely fine weight to have, like, for an edge rusher. So, I don't necessarily think he is in any trouble or any bad, like, everything is set up for him to have success. Like, that's the thing. It's, it's. It's all on him this year to prove whether he is going to be the guy who, you know, and I'm predicting Ohio State to be very good this season. And I don't think you get that amazing Ohio State season if he doesn't have an amazing year this year. Um, I don't think I have any I – don't, I don't really have any real problem with him other than he's just not shown what he can do. Like, we just haven't seen – the full Zach Harrison experience, I don't think we'll see, but I don't think. And uh, it's just somebody that we're going to, I, you know, we're going to have to monitor. I just don't, I don't know. I mean, he profiles like Montez sweat for Washington. Like that, that's kind of who he should be like size wise, uh, the way he moves the way he is, that should be anything. I, I, I mean, I just don't, I don't know. I, I, he's probably going to go early in this draft. It's just, it's going to take me a minute to, uh, to fully believe I believe you know that he is going to be, he's going to be good. Okay. So I only have one more name. This is a little, little bonus extra at the end. And it's just because um, I, w- I would love, I would love to see, you know, him come back from injury and that's Darrell. Nachami, Nachami from Maryland. Um, So he played, he he tore his ACL in 2019. He had a setback in 2020. He did not fully have, you know, in in 2021, he really showed what he could do. And I think we were all kind of excited for him. And then he needed to have uh, an injury injury. He had another injury against Ohio state this last season. And so that kind of was a major setback as well. The, like the thing about him is, is that he is going to be very good. Like he, he's going to be very good. If he can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy, if is the big word there. So, you know, it, it could, it, does he profile as an amazing uh, edge rusher yes he is and he's going he's going to be good if he can stay healthy but if if is the major word with him so we're going to be watching that at Maryland this year he's a redshirt senior so you know that means means he's been around a while I'm just saying but at the same time I think we'll give him the benefit of the doubt we'll see what he can do does not mean he is necessarily dead he is just you know, coming back, and he was good last season until he got hurt again. Like he was good, so it's not like we haven't seen it. It's just we need to see him stay healthy, and that's all. So, gotta at least put him on the list in the honorable mentions category. I gotta, you know, we gotta at least honorable mentions. It wouldn't be this podcast we didn't give an honorable mention. So, well, let's just go. We'll just go over the tiers real quick of the players in this. So, Will Anderson, number one is somebody that you could take in your dynasty draft as the number one pick or number not number one pick, a first-round pick in your dynasty draft, number one, tier one. Uh, after that, Nolan Smith, B.J. Ojulari, Nick Herbig, and Andre Carter I will put in tier two. Those are all guys that I expect to be very high come this, this draft, and I think are all guys that are going to be very involved with the football and something that you're going to be able to get pretty high in drafts. So after that is Felix Nduke Uzama. Isaiah Foskey, and I'll put Miles Murphy in there too. I think those three are guys I need to see more from. Felix Uzama or Yenuke Uzama is not necessarily, I guess, on the same plane because he is an edge rusher and he has been good. Would love to see a little bit more though. He had 11 sacks and six of them came in one game like the other 10 or 11 games, you know, that means you weren't as involved, but seeing that he has the ability to completely dominate a TCU O-line for an entire game to get six is pretty crazy. Um, And then after that is the last tier, which is the question tier, which is Zion Tolupo-Fatui from Washington, Zach Harrison from Iowa State, and um, Darrell Namchami from Maryland. There's just slight concerns. Slight concerns. All seniors, by the way. All of those guys will be in there at least fourth year, fifth for Namchami. So we'll see. But that's what we got this week. Edge Rushers, go get you a Will Anderson. Will Anderson is going to change your life, my guys and girls out there that play IDP. Will Anderson is going to change your life. So that's all I got for you this week. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and please follow and download and rate and review podcast wherever you get it if you like this kind of content please leave a comment anywhere you can would love to hear feedback would love to hear your list we love to see what you disagree with uh if you've got some of these name pronunciations that you just want to dunk on me that's fine too would love to hear that because Namchami and and duke uzama i'm you know i'm lost i'm very lost so anyway have a great rest of your day thank you for tuning in Go play IDP if you're not playing IDP.